What's up, everyone? Thank you for tuning into the Winners Club podcast. We are more than happy to express our thankfulness for your support. We can promise you that you are about to get a hell of a lot better once you listen to today's episode. Have you guys ever had a dream that just felt so vivid? Now, I mean the dream that when we wake up, that we wish it was a reality. Well, we all have. And what that dream is referring to is actually your present everyday thoughts of what it is you think about. Now, when we dream, we tend to dream of random things that we are consciously engaged in during the day. Like for example, when you see a scary movie, you then have a nightmare. Or you see an expensive car and then have a dream where you were instantly rich. What we see during our conscious engagement, whether it is positive for us or negative, then reoccurs in some specific way during the time of the day where we are unconscious, which happens to be when we sleep. Think of it like this. Our consciousness feeds our unconsciousness. What we see is also what we dream. What if the dreams that when we wake up the next day thinking, I wish that dream was real, were actually possible? What if an unconscious dream at night is just a message being reiterated to us that we just weren't aware of? What if your quote-unquote dream was your dream? And we, like I said earlier, when we are consciously engaged in something, we are also subconsciously engaging as well. Think of it like a Venn diagram, uh, as, as you say, Brett. Um, it's People tend to, to mix up the the unconscious and the conscious part of the brains as like two different hemispheres kind of like the right and the left hemisphere Mm. but it's actually working simultaneously for the same thing which is the middle part of the venn diagram that is actually your mind so when we're consciously and subconsciously engaged in something whether it's good or bad we have to make sure that middle part is at an equilibrium because if it's bad and bad well now it's going to be bad in the middle but if it's good and good it's going to be good in the middle or if it's bad and good kind of mixed up in the middle and then those are the funky dreams that we have Mm -hmm. when we're consciously engaged in bad and then maybe subconsciously engaged in good well then i don't know i've had some wacky dreams myself i know that yeah me as well so that's probably why Mm. it's funny to think about too because like our dreams may be funny and like wacky or whatever but it comes with a lot of spiritual truths so like i found this um this quote by this dream interpreter her name is Pamela Cummins. And she said there is no denial in the dream time, only subconscious and spiritual truths. So like when we dream, right, when we wake up and we interpret these dreams, well, it's not everybody interprets their dreams, but people Mm -hmm. that do, they see these truths in their dreams. And some people maybe just be like, oh, like, you know, when you guys first have, you remember how like last podcast you mentioned about you being depressed and you had these dreams about how like you and you were successful, right? Yeah. Did you ever look at one of those dreams and were like, oh, like kind of self-denial like oh like i could never do that or like yeah like like it, this just seems too good to be true i kind of had like self-resentment yeah. like oh there's no way i can do that like, there's no way i could do this yeah when i feel like dreams are once again your subconscious telling you the truth like you you can do this but a lot of people don't want to actually accept that mm, totally agree i think for me like when i had that dream it, it was so uncharacteristic of who i was at that time where i kind of thought to myself i was like I'm just not that person like I cannot but slowly but surely my subconscious digested that information and I started working towards that and now I believe it because now I've shaped up my identity to be somebody who can fulfill that you know what I mean Mm -hmm. before that though I didn't understand the message that was being told to me in that dream just like when I was um, I guess consciously engaged in a lot of I guess overthinking during the day when I had a lot of bad habits I started to have frequent nightmares but I never knew to myself why why am I having nightmares I, I, I didn't know no, I was just going to say Sigmund Freud, who is a very notice, notable psychoanalyst, 
he talks about this. He states that the royal ro- it's the royal road to your um, the unconscious, which I mean, going back to all of our statements, it's totally true. It's what makes our dreams come alive. Mm-hmm. Our thought patterns habitual during the day, exactly. whether we know it or not. Definitely. And uh, jumping off your point about mm-hmm. uh, Sigmund Freud, he also states that our latent dreams are our real dreams, which are basically just our concealed thoughts that are tucked away during the day, mm-hmm. but then become present when we sleep. So it's almost like you're constantly exercising your conscious during the day and then at night your subconscious is being exercised so your mind really never stops racing and it will always be working just in different patterns and you know your mind's only like i said before your mind's only going to tell you the truth and a lot of things that dreams do too are they kind of tell you who you are and what your purpose in life is so i'm gonna draw another quote from this guy his name's ian wallace he's a psychologist yeah and he had said dreams are often about identity because we are figuring out who we are what we need in the beliefs and perspectives that we hold. Mm. So each dream is a new, I'm trying to think of the word, like a new, uh, could be a new perspective of your life or a new outcome that you could have that you may have never know, like, known about, like the mm-hmm. success thing. Definitely. I like to think of uh, our brain as like a garden. Our brain is a huge garden, though. It's not a little garden. So that in this huge garden, sun can only impact so much and give sunlight right. mm. onto these different parts and, and the seeds in your mind each seed's responsible for thoughts feelings perceptions everything in your subconscious so when light is only hitting half of the garden not the full garden well look at how many seeds that you have still in your mind that you have no idea so those seeds then become clear to us in messages during our dreams and i think this is a form of lucid dreaming which in short the definition is discovery and sincerity now, there are plenty of people, I mean, the list is almost endless, of credited people who credit their success to lucid dreaming. They mm. discovered a sense of their purpose in life through a dream that they had while being asleep. The list of people that I've researched are Leonardo DiCaprio, Stephen King, Albert Einstein, John Lennon, and Richard D. James. Mm, yeah, I have um, James Cameron and Christopher Nolan. For those of you that may are familiar with James Cameron, he wrote Titanic avatar and terminator and one lucid dream that he said he had was he had a lucid dream of a robot man which with that dream inspired the terminator series so that's a credible example and he has a high reputation and of successful movies and it just goes to show that what you may think about can become your reality fun fact uh stephen king who was pretty well known for his horror movies a lot of his movies were actually influenced by his lucid dreams. One specifically was um, Dreamcatcher. Mm. I'm not sure if everybody's familiar with that one, but that one was heavily influenced uh, by one of his lucid dreams. And there's multiple references and occurrences of lucid dreaming in that movie, mm. which I find pretty cool. Like, it's so insane how, like, somebody could have one of these dreams and it just takes you so far. And it could just be one dream. I mean, obviously, it could be multiple, it could be one, but if it's just one dream that could take you so so far like the terminator you know yeah. how big that movie is now huge there's so it's many huge. of them too that's why something like your mind tell your mind is the most powerful tool that you can possibly have i don't care what you have in the world i don't care if it's money i don't care if it's fame i don't care if it's anything your mind is the most strongest fucking part of your body yeah and anything just it's just the strongest weapon yeah and i think it's important too that we guide our mind like we control our mind so if i i think if you are filling your mind with positive thoughts positive affirmations whether that's 
um, you're a soccer player, a doctor, an entrepreneur, whatever that may be, maybe you've had, if you're a soccer player, you've had a dream of maybe winning a trophy. If you're a doctor, maybe you've had a dream of getting a promotion or whether you're an entrepreneur, maybe you had a business deal closing or something on, on those words, or maybe you've wrote a book. Dreams can um, manifest what it is you want with your occupation or your purpose in life right now. But it's up to you to go get it. Exactly, but also some people use their dreams that they're consciously engaged in during the day to fulfill their purpose or find a purpose. For mm. me, it was finding my purpose in the list of people like Leonardo DiCaprio, Stephen King, Albert Einstein, John Lennon, especially John Lennon. John Lennon credited his lucid dreaming to his lyrics and songs, and that's how he became a, a singer. It wasn't because he was wanting to become a singer and then he manifested blowing up and becoming famous. It was actually because he manifested certain lyrics that he combined into a song, found his purpose of becoming a singer. So that the, the things that you just talked about and it can be applied in two ways. Mm. So basically what lucid dreaming is, is allowing our subconscious to speak to us where we become aware of it in a way. Lucid dreaming, the actual cold cut definition is being aware when you are dreaming. But lucid dreaming can also be interpreted in many other ways. For us, we believe that when you lucid dream, you remember it the next day and you wake up thinking, man, that dream really felt real. How about I turn that into my reality now? Because that really felt real and I really like that emotion that I felt in that lucid dream. Hmm. I think your subconscious and lucid dreaming, like that's like your, it's like a gut feeling. And it's honestly, yeah. your subconscious telling you something is stronger than a gut feeling. I'd, I'd say your subconscious is your gut. Well, that is your way. gut. Feeling. It is because yeah. whenever you're consciously engaged in something, I don't know. Whenever people like tap out of, of doing something in the moment, they give themselves space. That's when they recollect a lot of thoughts because that's the subconscious flooding in into your conscious dam. Now you're equal, you're reaching an equilibrium. You're you're gaining awareness of everything now. You just have to give time to yourself, and I think that's where meditating comes into part. Mm-hmm. When when people meditate, that's when they flood their subconscious going into their conscious and now they can kind of get in the middle of the venn diagram but it's not good to do that all the time i'm, I'm not i'm not condoning i'm just saying that's just an, an example because you don't want to overthink people that, that's how you overthink is when you give yourself too much free time to open the dam it's supposed to be a dam for a reason in your mind mm-hmm. yeah i want to go back to what you said on um sort of the outcome in our dreams and sort of it's like when you see yourself getting that promotion or either getting congratulated by your parents in the dream it's replaying that specific outcome of what this could this reality could be like if i achieve my goals and what that dream to me is saying it it should when you wake up this should feel feel your motivation to chase that dream get you excited for okay now it's my turn to achieve it and get after it yeah definitely i believe Chasing something provided to us in a dream can be our deeply embedded desires crying out to us, thus sparking a sensation of arousal. We get excited picturing that next morning when we wake up. Wow, that that really could be me, man. Like, mm-hmm. I, I can do that. You get the sensation of being aroused by that. You get an excitement. But, like, how many people actually, you know, take action to it? It's like they just almost like they only like the thought of being in that position and not actually going to that position. Like, how do you think people could get better at being more aroused and actually taking action for their dreams? I think if we change our thoughts, that's when you can really change your destiny or your destination. So if, again, when you wake up 
fill yourself with positive thoughts. I can do this or we can do this sort of we can achieve my goals. I've seen what my dream is showing me. I'm going to use that towards my motivation and stay focused and stay locked in. Like I, uh, Ryan had actually uh, said something to me when I was on the phone with him the other day where I was talking about him about some things and he had said how he started doing stuff was saying I am capable mm. and that is something that carries a lot of weight a lot of weight and that's something I've been trying to incorporate into my you know day-to-day life to really push me to get there mm. as well as I you know I think other people should too yeah no what I've been doing um typically before I go to bed is I have a whole just I obviously I journal which I think that's good because it gives you a recap of what you were thinking that day and also you can shine light on the small wins that you also take an accountability that day Definitely. but Every night before I go to bed, I have just like, like a, it's like reading a script from the Bible every night, whether you're religious or not. I just filled it with positive affirmations and I read it to myself. Okay. I am capable of doing this. I can achieve this. I'm healthy. I love myself. Just stuff like that. Replaying that back. So, cause I believe whatever you say, your subconscious mind hears it and it won't, it, it's not, it's subjective. So it's not going to argue with you. Definitely. I also think it like like you guys have both said. Uh, I guess patting yourself on the back every now and then is very good. Mm-hmm. I I read the book Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins, and mm. and he I I believe it was in uh, challenge number seven. Each chapter is a challenge. Uh, he talks about the cookie jar rule. What the cookie jar rule is is whenever you make a, an astound accomplishment, a big accomplishment, that's a cookie. You write down your cookie and then you put it in a jar. So whenever you're having those slumpy days where you're not really sure, you you go back into the cookie jar and you see the cookies that are in there and why they're in there. So once you once you gain conscious engagement of that, now you're also speaking subconsciously like, I am capable. I can do this. Maybe you'll even have a dream about that. I, I didn't do that, but I've heard of people doing that too. I, I, I follow David Goggins and I, I, I see people that he talks to and they, and they credit that, the cookie jar rule. Mm. So I want to get back to um, levels of arousal in our brain. Um, the, the part of the brain that is responsible for the levels of arousal is called the reticular formation. So this part of the brain, you can think of it and picture it like a muscle. The more you exercise a muscle, the larger it gets. So when we wake up that next morning after a dream and we are aroused by that, we get excited. Well, if you get excited from just thinking of it, well, how about we work at it now? How about we look into the process of achieving that dream? So when you further that and you further working at it you're exercising your reticular formations in your brain basically getting your levels of arousal even higher and more excited so the more you're doing it you're just finding more happiness that's getting associated with it so distinguish what arouses you and then work it yeah the further we investigate and indulge in our dream is where it gets us closer to the destination but i think it's also important to note Don't just stop at that destination. Keep looking for little tweaks and ways where you can keep upgrading that and leveling up. Definitely. I want to, I want to just give a quick example. So picture you go for a beach trip and it's, it's a three hour car ride. You know, you're excited though. When you, when you make this, these plans and the day comes, you get in the car knowing in three hours, you're going to be at the beach. You get into the car excited, but as the car, the car ride continues, you're furthering your excitement levels. You're furthering your reticular formations in your brain, levels of arousal because the beach makes you happy and the beach gives you happiness. So basically what this is now leading to is discovering our purpose somehow. Dreaming is, is a proven way to discover our purpose 
and then happiness will be automatically become associated with it because you uh you guys ever hear when people are kind of like oh yeah man i'm not really feeling it right now i, I gotta give myself something to do well what they're really saying is i'm not really set in stone with how i'm living my life right now i need to find a purpose, find a purpose. because mm-hmm. once they achieve a sense of purpose and work at it well now happiness will become associated with it and they'll be pulled out of a mental slump that they could be possibly in mm-hmm. that's just the i guess detox of the standard quote of i need to do something and i believe purposes in the a lot of us i mean we're 19 so we don't really know our true purpose in life right now because that purpose is going to come you know as we get older and older and older so you know how um all of you guys have read well i know you read it but have you finished the way of the superior man yet i haven't finished it but i've read a decent amount okay so i just read a chapter yesterday where i had talked about finding a purpose and breaking these barriers and getting spiritual spiritual guidance for these purposes so like if you don't know your purpose right that purpose or the hint of your purpose is going to come from certain um i guess spiritual hints so whether that's dreaming or you have a vision or you see something or maybe you know your friend says something to you where you're like oh wow like maybe i should do that you know it's going to come from time to time and it's like there was an example in the book where i don't know if you got past this chapter yet you probably have but where it had talked about your purpose being in the center of a circle and there's mm. certain layers outside of that circle mm. and you have to break each layer to get towards your purpose. So the book talked about, you know, you do something that you really enjoy doing, right? Mm-hmm. Say you get tired of it, tired of doing it. And you're like, you may think like, oh, that was like a failed attempt at your purpose when it's really not. Mm. It's just you broke another barrier to get closer to your purpose and now you're waiting on more spiritual guidance to get closer to your purpose. Sometimes it's good when we follow a path in our life, our, our purpose can be a, interpreted as a path. Mm-hmm. It, it's okay to veer off the path occasionally just to check your surroundings and gain awareness of what's actually around you. Maybe something you you get distracted for is actually happening for a reason. I believe everything happens for right, a reason. Exactly, that's what I mean. Like the... the, like the um the guidance like you may get steered off the path of what you're doing right now but that might bring you way closer to your purpose than what that other path is going to exactly for me i was veered off my path originally because i had these wacky dreams but then i sat back analyzed it, and realized well well these are actually happening because they're continuing me forward on my path of life so dreams really do have a big part in discovering your path i don't know i would never have discovered mine if it weren't for a dream that i had so now we want to encourage the audience who's listening to analyze your dreams every now and then. Kind of sit back when you have a weird, wacky, nightmare dream, whatever it is. Ask yourself, well, why am I having this? What did I What did I engage myself in today, yesterday, the week before, the month before? Or maybe this caught up to me and now I'm dreaming about it. So once you gain, the, I guess, the awareness of what it is, just wait and depict one dream that will inevitably come that stands out to you for all the right reasons. Then you act on it. Mm-hmm. So basically, in the larger perspective of this whole episode, we want to shine light on dreaming because it is a way to gain subconscious awareness. And that is very important because we believe the subconscious part of your mind is most responsible, not entirely, but most responsible for depression-related symptoms. So when you identify that and then you find a purpose like i talked about earlier the reticular formations in your brain 
they become aroused by a specific dream some way somehow that's just a way that we can depict happiness and then we further it by working at it so then when you find a purpose and you you work towards it happiness will then become associated with it which will then pull you out of any mental slump that you may be possibly enduring mm-hmm. right now yeah and only in only strengthening your subconscious mind is achieving you towards those goals gravitating you towards your goals and success Definitely. only gonna make you happier exactly so basically what we're saying sweet and short we want everyone to master their minds not let their minds master them because your mind can master you like this and if you let that happen you are not going to be in a place that you want to be and i think i speak for all of us when i say that we were all there at one point agreed 100 percent